up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the neon belly podcast we are your hosts nate captain john and brandon and boys today we are going to recap this last saturday's ufc san antonio fight night which was headlined by Corey sanhagen versus marlon chito vera then we are going to play a new game called the mma 30 second lies challenge can't wait and finally, all the news and happenings in the world of mixed martial arts, which features the continued discussion of who's next for the welterweight title as Leon, Colby, and Dana have all sounded off on the title picture this past week. And a little sneak peek, Brandon is not happy. <laughs> he told us. He is ticked. He is seriously TO'd in the words of Kip Dynamite. Yeah. Um, all that and more, but first, boys, how are we doing? Episode 126 of the Neon Belly Podcast. Mm-hmm. Some people calling this the flyweight non-title fight one-pound allowance mm. episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. Some that. people. I just heard it. Yeah. This is, back I don't, channels. Yeah. So, but how are we doing, boys? Pretty good. 126 was my weight class when I was a sophomore. Oh, weight boy. class in wrestling. Sophomore. Nice. Is that your, like your peak? <laughs> in weight? Like just in like physicality, <laughs> athleticism. Yeah, honestly, probably was. Sophomore, junior year. I get it. You definitely had the uh, the long hair back then. Yeah. By maybe. the way, Brandon bald by choice, everybody. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's some people probably mad about that because they can't <laughs> yeah. grow hair. Yeah. For He's what just it, over here flexing on all of for you. For what it's worth, bald by choice. What, I don't know if we've ever addressed that on the podcast. If we have, forgive <laughs> us. But what was what is the reasoning behind shaving your head when you have... I mean, we could see your hairline, a perfectly fine right. hairline, yeah. could grow great hair. Yeah. What's, well, the, what's the story? Long story short, I, I always had long hair, as you guys know, and then... It just progressively got shorter, and then senior year was kind of a faux hawk, and then in college it kind of turned into a two-guard, one-guard, and then eventually I just got tired of cutting it, so I shaved it one day. It's really not that different from a one-guard, and it's just low-maintenance, man. Just real yeah. easy to mess with. I wish I knew long hair, Brandon. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, and, and can I just say, I know this may not make the best content on a mixed martial arts podcast, but... Um, I think it's a money thing. I think Brandon yeah. is a too money cheap. Thing. Not that you don't have it. Believe me. Uh, Brandon probably has more money than me and John combined. <laughs> right. uh, but I think it's more Brandon just... It's like why, the flip phone thing, Why would man. I spend money on a haircut when I can just shave it off? Yeah, that's not actually fair. It serves no purpose. Cosmetically, it does nothing. <laughs> My head doesn't even get cold. Yeah. Just yeah. scientifically, I don't need just it. Just haven't had the best experience, I guess, either with barbers. You know, mm, just doing what I'm asking, that kind of thing. Ask around, man. We can we can plug you up. I would love to take you to me and John's barber. Yeah, I think that would be an experience uh, in and of itself. Here's the thing: you thought meeting Q was uh, an experience. <laughs> when you meet Rick Bud, it's different. Uh, Got to go back to the bachelor party episode uh, to hear our boy Q10 on that one. Mm. Good times, shout out, oh, shout yeah. out, uh, John. We have to get into this card. We mm-hmm. got so much to get to, so little time. But before we do, rate, sub, follow. Let the people know. All right, people, we need you like we always do, but we're going to ask for it again. Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. Leave us a review. Spotify, leave us five stars. Uh, We're on social media, Neon Belly Podcast. That's Instagram, TikTok. We're on YouTube. Uh, You can send us an email if you just want to talk to Brandon because he likes that. So just show us some love. And, uh, yeah, we got some big things coming up. Brandon, you just out John John on that whole thing. I, I know, think he got nervous. You I know, uh, I know, I know. People, you know, can't see because we don't upload full episode <laughs> video episodes yet. But uh, that was a good John impression the whole time. <laughs> kind of, you kind of rocked him a little bit. I think he's, yeah, he still seems got, a little fake. I didn't even really shaking. fully see over here because these aren't even like my newer mm. prescription glasses. <laughs> I wish. See, I can see John, and he was really <laughs> thinking that whole time he was speaking. Uh, Brandon's on it today, man. Uh, I, I like where this thing's going, yep. and uh, I really liked, boys, UFC San Antonio and last night's main event as Corey Sandhagen defeats Marlon Chito Vera via, I'm going to say, unanimous decision, <laughs> even though officially it was a split decision. Yeah. Uh, but, boys, I think Corey Sandhagen has entered his new form. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the new generation of Corey Sanhagen. This is the next step, I think, in his evolution as a fighter. Um, This is now two straight wins where he absolutely has just blown away um, his opposition. Uh, Like I said, don't know what that one judge saw thinking um, that this fight 
was Cheeto's at any point. Um, I did give the third round to Cheeto Vera, but mm-hmm. honestly, that fight, that round was really close. Could have went either way. I just thought Cheeto maybe landed some of the bigger shots there. Um, but outside of that, I didn't see any other round going to Cheeto Vera. Uh, Cor- Corey just dominated every aspect mm-hmm. with the, with his wrestling in the first two rounds, which I think to me, um, this new kind of like where like the wrestling of Sanhagen is such a big. I, like part of his, this new mm-hmm. form, right? That I'm yeah. kind of talking about, and the way that he uses his wrestling and takedowns um, that complements his striking. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just so it's going to be so tough. I mean, we've seen it now twice for people to deal with, right? Because he is throwing so much, even when he doesn't hit those takedowns. Man, right. it just puts that other thing in the fighter's mind that they've got to think about because he is successful with them as well. Um, but then in the later rounds, the lateral movement from Corey, um, the volume, variety of striking, going to that body a lot, uh, landed some really big body shots to Cheeto, just too much for Vera, um, in my opinion. Uh, he really dis- really disrupted Vera's timing. I also thought defensively he was super sharp, made it really frustrating for Cheeto. I thought you could see that it vis- visually mm-hmm. with Cheeto Vera. I think he was getting a little frustrated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but man... What more can you say today about Corey Sanhagen? Just no, a stud. It, one of those fights where, like, the whole time, I actually rewatched it immediately after just to see if there was anything I had missed from the first couple of rounds because yeah. I just kind of was zoning out those first two rounds, but mm-hmm. the final three. Um, the whole fight, just kind of watching and thinking to myself, how is this guy not a world champion? Like, I, know, I mean, man. he just has every tool and added a few tools to his belt with the wrestling like you said yeah and really what blew me away was as well aside from the wrestling side was the the dynamicism in just his hands alone yeah kicking Mm -hmm. aside yeah i mean it's just i feel like i've gotten so used to just seeing one two down the pipe one two down the pipe one one and a hook but with with Corey, he was just so all over the place with his Mm -hmm. hands you can tell cheater just didn't really know what to do with it didn't really know how to respond Mm -hmm. um and it was just really amazing to watch yeah yeah, and, and you know we talked about Cheeto being a slow starter, and that first round he was in some deep water, um, and, yeah. so, and could never really even set his feet. It felt like um, Corey was just on him from the jump, and I think with the takedowns, how nasty his elbows are, like it just amplifies everything that he does to the yeah. point to where, like maybe losing that decision to TJ was a really a big blessing in disguise for him because now this is a whole new version yeah. of him. And he's kind of added that to his tool belt with the wrestling now that it's it's a really tough matchup for everybody. Yeah. And Cheeto, like we did talk about him, and, and it's 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 kind of a given now. Everybody talks about Cheeto being a slow starter, but he never finishes the fight like that, right? right. And I think that's where Corey deserves credit is Cheeto never got into this fight. Mm-hmm. He literally never got out of first gear, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, first round, fifth round Cheeto didn't look much different than first round Cheeto, you know, other right. than the fight was largely on its feet towards the end of the fight because Corey was just, he couldn't get hit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Sanhagen deserves so much credit for that because usually, especially in a five round fight, a guy like Cheeto, he cracks that code, right? right? I mean, that's what we've seen time and time again. And the fact that Cheeto just never, or uh, excuse me, Sanhagen never allowed that to me just deserves so much credit. That had nothing to do with the slow start or anything now i do think but once again i don't want to not give sanhagen credit for that cheeto just didn't throw enough either man yeah. i think he only was credited with like 58 strikes to Corey. he was like almost doubled that maybe uh 73 total when you talk about leg kicks and everything and then Corey had almost 200 yeah i mean you just you know in a five round fight especially you just gotta throw more man and just mm-hmm. but i just don't think cheeto ever felt comfortable enough to do yeah. it man and like i said Corey did just such a good t- job of just disrupting the timing and the movement and everything of cheeto just yeah. phenomenal performance cheeto tried to open up there at the end of the fifth and it was you know it was just way too little too late. You should have mm-hmm. got that desperate in the fourth. Yeah. And, you know, earlier into the fight. But even then, man, I felt like when he was coming forward, I mean, he did have some success. Um, he did land some big shots, but just Corey was just always out of the way, dude. Like, mm-hmm. he just made it so difficult, so yeah. difficult. Right. Um, so now as we kind of look past the fight, though, this Bantamweight division at the top is a mess, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we we <laughs> talked about it a couple of weeks ago after the Mayrob fight. Um, but Corey said he would never ask for a title shot. This is Corey Sanhagen, too, just a stud of a guy, man. But said he would never ask for the title shot over Mayrob because he deserves it. But he did basically call Mayrob out after that, right, with the, mm-hmm. the, the little nice promo that he cut there. Um, so, like, what do you guys think? You know, should they make Corey versus Mayrob next? Um, because I still think that leaves um, O'Malley as the next guy for the title shot after the Aljo Cejudo fight. And should we just, you know, or should we really just expect that O'Malley is the next guy and the Mayrob and... 
Sanhagen fight makes sense. I think Corey read the room. I think he read that he knows there's a high problem because O'Malley's not calling anybody out. He's kind of sitting off to the side a little bit. So he probably knows, like, hey, this guy knows he probably has this. He's the, you know, the draw in the division as far as popularity. Yeah. But I know Marab doesn't want to fight Aljamain. Sure. And if Aljamain wins, you need to kind of leave that open. So the best way to, you know, put yourself in a position to get the next next shot would be somebody like Marab. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I, honestly, I, I wouldn't be mad at any three of those guys getting matched up in whatever way, right? Yeah. Whether that's Marab O'Malley, Marab Sanhagen, Sanhagen O'Malley even, I think would be fun. Ooh, that's um, striking. But I, I think, like you said, John, you probably said it best in terms of he just read the room, and I think that was the most likely scenario of how this sure. will play out. But I guess we'll have to see. It all kind of depends on... We talked about it a few weeks ago, I think, with Cejudo and uh, Andermain, how yeah. that kind of ends, and, and we'll see. Yeah, I love, love the idea of Corey Sanhagen versus Mayrob Dwalashvili. Mm-hmm. It excites me the same way that Cheeto Corey did. Um, that same, you know, excite like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? Like, Corey, probably technically the better fighter, but how are these guys going to now respond to Mayrob? You know, every, right. I mean, who's going to stop that machine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think Corey right now, honestly... I mean, other than like, you know, Aljo, I want to see Corey try it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I mean, <laughs> who who can shut that down? And I I think out of O'Malley, even Cejudo, we can throw him in there. I really feel like Corey has the style and the technical ability to possibly be the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, because remember after the May Rob fight, we're like, who does anything with this guy? Right. You well, know? It's interesting, too, because you look at, like, do some MMA math, and Piotr beat Corey, and then Piotr goes sure. out and loses to Mirab, right? right? But at the same time, we were talking about how Piotr seems to not have really, hasn't, hasn't changed of, yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Corey has done that, right? Yeah, we just yeah. talk about it from last night. Like, he's just, he's constantly moving Getting up better. in terms of his levels. So I think, yeah, like you said, he does have something to offer uh, Mirab, whereas, you know, Piotr recently didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think in a division where you have these guys who do just want to call for the title, sure. he's going to be, you know, the breath of fresh air to a matchmaker. Like, oh, this guy wants to fight, right. you know, one of these guys under. And, you know, we've seen sometimes when you do the organization favors, you get a favor. So it's a really mm-hmm. smart move by St. Hagen. Yeah. And if you know, like, typically a guy like Mayrob would not have to fight again to get a title shot. Like, he would just earn it off of merit and what he's done so far. But given the unique situation of him and Aljo, we don't know how that's going to play out quite yet. It does make sense for him to he probably fight. Again. Yeah, he was excited. Yeah, he was re- turned up in the crowd. He went on Twitter and said, let's go. Like, yeah. he's definitely about the fight. So I say if he's willing to do it, then absolutely, what yeah. are we waiting on? The only thing that I will say about that is whoever wins that fight 100% has to be number one. Like, their next fight is a title fight. So if that's what they're going to do, they'd almost have to book it around or on the same card as the Bantamweight title fight with Cejudo Aljo winner versus Sean O'Malley. Mm -hmm. If O'Malley is believed to be next, which I think we can all agree probably will happen. Um, So they would have to just book them around on the same card. Um, But I actually think that timeline can make sense, right? Like, Suhudo Aljo or like what we're a month or so out from that fight mm-hmm. it wasn't in May yeah um so yeah we're you know we're coming up on like a month you know they just fought Marab just fought so yeah just kind of hold those two out until we get this Suhudo Aljo because mm-hmm. that that could change the whole narrative as well I mean we could be setting up a completely different narrative you know narrative or timeline yeah. based off of whatever happens in that Suhudo nothing can happen until we know who wins that right. fight but it would make sense timeline wise except for maybe if you're Sean O'Malley who's gonna have to wait a while right well because if you're Aljo and you win you want Marab to get the shot so if he vacates Marab is looking at probably fighting for the title right. with whoever they match him up with which would kind of put Sanhagen out if O'Malley sure. is supposed to be the next guy yeah but if Suhudo wins now we have a whole different list of opportunities here yeah. with the x factor of Aljamain unless he wants a rematch or something and holds it up even longer sure and you want to get to there but there's just so much clutter up there that it's nice to see somebody just call somebody off to the side like hey let's do this while they're doing that and right. then we'll try to see how it shakes out so if, if you're the ufc who do you think you want to win more aljo or cejudo Ooh, that's cejudo right yeah I, I, you would think but you know what though like if aljo beats cejudo who I mean, dude, if Cejudo wins that fight, it's going to be so hard to argue him as being one of the greatest, you know, sub 145 pound fighters of all time, right? So, but if Aljo beats Henry Cejudo, we know Aljo's going to move up, probably mm-hmm. regardless, win, right. lose, whatever. It would set up a massive fight between Volk and Aljo. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that fight, because it, 
I mean, it would sell itself, essentially, mm-hmm. especially if he beats Cejudo. Regardless of how long Henry Cejudo's been out, you know, his name still carries weight. Right. Um, so it would just make a fight between those two. I think it's kind of a win-win, mm-hmm. honestly, because I just don't think they're that worried about Mirab. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I think they're just kind of like, well, if he gets there, he gets there kind of thing. Well, and if they if things can work out to where they don't have to keep trying to push Aljamain into fighting him, I think it's better for the obviously, you know, the idea of them two matching up against each sure. other skill for skill is crazy. Yeah. But to get rid of that whole narrative and having to fight against that probably yeah. helps them out. But you know what, too, at the same time, like if Cejudo won, would anybody sitting here be shocked if his next fight isn't against Volk for the forty five pound title? Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I mean, would it would anybody <laughs> be shocked by that? And then if that happens and he were to vacate and you know, Aljo's next fight isn't guaranteed a flyweight or excuse me, a featherweight title shot. Does then he stay around at 35 again, which then creates a log jam for me. I mean, there is, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of headache. We literally have to see how this title fight, kind of works itself out and who wins and then go from there but because mm-hmm. you just don't know but i just wouldn't i mean sitting here today would not be shocked if cejudo w- win lose whatever if his next fight wouldn't be against alexander volkanovsky which is so, hilarious because this whole time Volkanovski's trying to go back up to fight islam and he's yeah, trying to go up to fight leon and uh, he was, <laughs> one thing we know now about volk and, and i love this about him is he loves the super fight oh yeah uh so if henry cejudo is down to come up or aljamain He's sticking around at 45. Yeah. Like, he, he's not going to say no. As, mu- as much as he probably wants that Islam fight back, he knows that fight's at 55 with whoever the champ is always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's sticking around, for sure. And like I said, for Cejudo, um, you know, we've never had a three-division uh, champion, right? Mm-hmm. A guy that's won the belt in three different divisions. So it would be massive. And Henry knows in this, you know, kind of um, encore of his career, I guess you could say, that time is not going to be the essence. So. Right. Wouldn't be surprised if we saw him just two more times in his career and one's at 35 and one's at 45. I just right. wouldn't be shocked by it. So it's exciting. Either mm-hmm. way, but had to get that, you know, kind of want to see your guys' thoughts on the, you know, how the Bantamweight division might shake out as we move forward and moving it forward for us boys in the co-main event. Holly Hall defeating Yana Santos via unanimous decision um i guess i don't really know how much there is to talk about this fight itself as it was extremely one-sided and largely spent on the ground with holly dominating in that top position but i think especially as we kind of even spin things forward right off the top for holly who is 41 years old and it was just announced this week that she just signed a new seven fight UFC contract. Um, I do think, I will say, seeing this performance, this type of fight and style lends itself to a 41-year-old fighting seven more times who is in the kind of shape that Holly's in. And I mean, because like physically... I think she's more than capable of going mm-hmm. five more years. You know what I right. mean? She just looks great. Um, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful tone in terms of like the performance. If anything, I think, it, like I said, it almost makes the seven fight deal make a little bit more sense if we're maybe going to see a more grappling uh, heavy Holly as opposed to the Holly that, you know, would throw seven punch combos and coming mm-hmm. forward and, you and know, be right there in the pocket to get right, hit. Right. I think, you know, we're seeing maybe a, her kind of enter the twilight of her career where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe she's looking at it as like, you know, I got to get through seven more fights. I don't think if you're her, you, you sign that deal if you're not planning on. Yeah. She said that, that all she wants to do is, is get to the title. Right. If I, if I don't want that, then why am I here? I know yeah. it's going to be all hard fights, but that's what I want. So I think this definitely leads. It's kind of like a Glover. I feel like sure. where it's like, Oh yeah, I did the exciting fights when I first got in here, but now I know, you know, I can grind out these you right. know, younger people or younger fighters and get myself into a way better position. And it can happen. Glover's, you know, yeah. the example of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. And it will be interesting to see how they book her next. You know, she is number three still. Um, I wouldn't hate seeing a matchup between her and Juliana Pena. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two former cha- even though Pena, you know, obviously coming off the title loss, but two former champions looking to get back to a title shot. Um, but both probably do need another big win to really uh, stake their name. Even though I don't really know where the bantamweight division is right now, man. I mean, yeah, there's just no like clear cut contender and. I mean, Holly is a name. I don't know if a win over Yana Santos, who was out for what two years or something like that, if that mm-hmm. if that gets you um, a title shot. But I wouldn't be shocked either. I mean, but I, I I really think her and Pena would be an interesting matchup, and I don't think those two have ever fought. Uh, I'm not sure. I know you have. We also have Raquel Pennington at number two. Yeah, but see, I almost feel like. Ra- 
Raquel deserves a title shot. Yeah, because she's agree. on like what a five or six fight win streak. Yeah, and, and I don't think she's fought Amanda yet. And didn't she just beat like Marina Aldana uh, uh, or uh, Ketlin Vieira? Ketlin Vieira. Yeah, oh. that's right. Yeah. So and like Ketlin was right there. Like everybody mm-hmm. thought if she won that fight, like she would be next. So to me, I feel like Raquel, if anybody deserves another crack at the title, and then like I said, you could have Pena and Holly, two who need a win to get mm-hmm. back to the belt, but winner of that comes out looking like a number one contender probably yeah. and and i think for, if you're holly home you're probably looking at this like how much longer does amanda fight yeah and if she's not here in this division That's who's going to stop me from getting to the title sure and there's not really i mean just how we said at the top there's not a lot of people there who are like super buzzing so if you're holly maybe it's like a, oh if i have to do two more fights and amanda's out the way i can have a title here yeah i so. agree boys our next fight in the third oh wait do you hear that Mm-hmm. It's coming straight from your phone. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> well, that was a fail at times 20,000. <laughs> Turned up the wrong thing, boys. <laughs> but we're going to hit it again. <laughs> it's still not even good. <laughs> there you go. There we go. The train, baby. Boys, Nate, the train. Let's go. Landwehr. Defeating. Excuse me. Austin Lingo via second round sunk sucker punch rear naked <laughs> choke. Um, that's what he called it, not yeah. me. Um, I I do have I don't know what my phone's doing now. It's spazzing out. Excuse me. I do have Nate the Train's post fight. Uh, oh, I was gonna play it over this, but now it's saying that it's not discovering it. So we're just gonna try to play it over the mic. But take it away, Nate the Train. Was the submission always part of the game plan? No, man. I knew, man. I was watching. That's the difference between me, JV, and Varsity, man. I'm Varsity in the UFC. Hey, I got a highlight reel like Evil Knievel. I got swagger like Elvis Presley, and I'll be damned if I ain't handsome. <laughs> Nate the train. I'm with him when he's right, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And hey, like, while you're at it. Take a look at the biceps. Oh, boys, what a great performance by Nate the Train here, extending his win streak to three straight. Honestly, at this point, I don't know what I look forward to more with a Nate Landwehr fight. The fact that he's always exciting, never in a boring fight, Mm -hmm. or these post-fight interviews, right? I mean, this dude is just dripping with everything if you're the UFC that you want in a guy like Nate Landwehr, right? Oh, yeah. I don't don't know the last time we've had somebody because, like, Obviously, I mean, he his fighting style is ex- very exciting. Like, his only losses since, like, 2016 are two first-round knockouts. Everything else is him kind of finishing people or just dominating them. And um, and then his mic skills. I mean, this dude is a walking <laughs> quotable. Um, the UFC hasn't had somebody like that in a little while that wasn't, like, a, maybe on the top end already. But right. I think he has potential to talk himself into some pretty sweet situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, he, and real quick, I will say, too, fair play to Austin Lingo in this fight. You know, he came out and got right in Landwehr's face, refused mm-hmm. to be bullied in this fight. Um, and, and for fights to kind of be like this, it does take another guy to be willing to come out, a guy like Nate Landwehr, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Landwehr was supposed to fight Alex Caceres in this fight. Uh, Caceres dropped out. Nate said, run that fight back. I couldn't agree more, especially with Caceres being ranked. Mm-hmm. I believe he is number 15, um, which I do think Nate the Train deserves now, right? Aside from the three-fight win, streak and how fun and impressive it's been um to watch him fight if a guy can sell like that and get mm-hmm. on the mic and be entertaining i mean why wouldn't you give a guy on a three fight win streak like nate land where <laughs> uh a, a ranked opponent right i mean yeah. I, I think he's deserving of it if nothing else for the entertainment value dude, of do it a all. fight night in was he from tennessee i think clarksville Cl- tennessee baby dude, stand dude, up dude, do a fight <laughs> oh night there gosh. it would go crazy yeah i couldn't imagine it might drive a train <laughs> through the venue we don't know <laughs> boys macy barber defeating andrea lee via split decision uh i i'm not gonna say robbery uh this was a very close competitive fight but i really just felt like to me Andrea Lee was honestly a little bit better than Macy Barber in every aspect of this fight. Um, And this fight did have a little bit of everything, to be fair, as well. And it may be a bit of a cliche for me, but Lee just seemed kind of a step ahead everywhere Mm -hmm. the fight went. Um, But it is what it is. I mean, like I said, I don't want to use the word robbery, but what did you guys think, and how did you have this fight scored? I actually completely agree with that. So I typically watch these fight nights on mute, as you guys know. So this Mm -hmm. one was another one for me. Um, And at the end of it, I was pretty convinced that it was going to be Lee by unanimous decision. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, the way the night went, it wasn't too surprising, I sure. guess, at the same time to see the split. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, to me, it seemed like Macy was on her back a lot. I mean, she was not controlling a lot of the grappling exchanges and then with the striking yeah. as well. Um, like you said, just kind of a step behind. It seemed yeah. like a lot of the shots she was throwing were missing um, and then at the same time getting tagged. Uh, but, you know, is what it is. It wasn't quite a robbery, but still. Yeah, I didn't see 30-27. No. I don't know. <laughs> no. I think that was big Dan Margulato's first time judging. <sighs> um, I think he was one of the judges. But 30-27 is kind of – I don't know how you watch that. I, I mean, just the – For Macy, right? Yeah. 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 It, it was it was shocking. But, I mean, the judge that gave Cheeto the fight, like, what, the, what are we doing oh, there? Yeah. I saw today that um, – on that, and I guess even maybe here a little bit, I don't know who scored what for this fight, but uh, Sean Sheehan put on Twitter that he looked up on MMADecisions.com or there's a website, a database for judges and, and how they scored fights, and he said the judge that gave that fight to, for Cheeto, at least on this website, that was only the fourth or sixth UFC, or uh, excuse me, mixed martial arts fight that he had judged for, and four of them were on like that card. So it's just kind of like, that's what he was saying is like, as an athletic commission in Texas, like, what are you doing giving an inexperienced judge like that a UFC, a big UFC main card event. with a massive main event? Like, it just kind of makes no sense. So, what did you say the name of that site was? Uh, I'll, I'll get it real quick. I think it said MMA Decisions. It's a database, apparently. And, um, and with Lee, I mean, she had over a whole round worth of control time. Five for five for takedowns. Yeah, it just I just don't. I I feel like Macy Barber looked like she's been out for a little bit. Yeah, and and this was a you know kind of a wake up call. And sometimes I mean, and she can't control the judges, so she gets to learn the lesson from this of okay, you know that was a really tough fight. I got to be sharper. I got to be quicker. Um, and and jump into things more because I just think that Lee was just too much for her. Yeah. On all, on all fronts the whole time, right. like you said. Yeah, but nonetheless, that's now four straight victories uh, for Macy Barber. And like I said, it's not like Macy was... It was a close fight, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, she she didn't look terrible in there. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. But um, I still think Macy has a high ceiling. I really do. Um, she's still very young, just 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I do think they should still keep things slow with her, though, um, and I think they're going to. But I think a fight between her and Amanda Hebos, who just got a win a couple weeks ago and is ranked just above her, that to me just makes a, mm-hmm. a ton of sense for both of them right now. And um, it's not giving her a huge jump up in competition. I think her and Heboss are like right in that same space as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's the fight to make. But I do hope, you know, they do kind of still take it slow. Because there's still things you can see with, with Macy Barber that I think she just needs to keep getting better. But like I said, she's mm-hmm. just 24 years old. And so. I mean, it's not like, and she's fighting good fighters. Like her last loss oh, was yeah. Garasso, but then, you know, Miranda Maverick, Jessica I, and now uh, Lee. I, I think she's definitely showing the progression sure. there, but I think she got away with one on this one as far as uh, I agree. a close mm-hmm. one. I agree. But, you know, sometimes, like we talk about, like, fighters, you can get away with that loss, and then there being kind of like that learning element mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, you know, you edged out a close line. Like, like with Damien, our buddy Damien yeah. Swoke, you know, when when he won his first amateur fight, you know, going to the judges' scorecards, I think a lot of people, including us as his friends, felt like, yeah, he probably lost this to a decision. He won it by mm-hmm. split decision, and it's like, hey, that's cool. Like, you got to win. You got your first amateur title and all that, but you also now there's a learning yeah. experience in it as well, and you got to learn with a win. So, mm-hmm. and I think for somebody like, like I said, Macy, She's just going to make her better. She's mm-hmm. going to keep getting better. Boys, the last fight on the main card. Albert Durayev defeats Chidi Injikwani via split decision. This was another pretty close fight. Uh, round one was all Durayev. Uh, he caught a left body kick from Chidi, took him down, and that was really how the whole round played out. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought right from the beginning, you could see that Chidi was fighting a lot more reserved than we've kind of seen him. He was very, I think you could tell he's just worried about getting taken down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, I did have Chidi winning rounds two and three. I thought Chidi won this fight. To me personally, just felt like he landed the bigger shots, maybe not the most shots. Um, but I thought Durayev was maybe throwing more, and I felt like Chidi just, you know, maybe them the volume kind of mm-hmm. added up more for the judges than than the actual singular shots from Chidi, which is fair. Um but I mean that body kick he had Durayev with to start the third round. That was probably the most significant shot of the sh- shot of the whole fight. Mm-hmm. That was just like a whip. Um, but I think maybe, like I said, just kind of the lack lack of activity there. Just maybe mm-hmm. in the judges' eyes, didn't play. But your guys' thoughts. I wanted to ask you guys about round one. Did you guys feel at all like that would be a ten eight? I don't think so. Um, I don't know though. I mean, he did take him down pretty early in that round. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think so. 
Yeah, it's it's. In, I mean, I don't know how judges view anything anymore. I mean, me personally, <laughs> I don't think necessarily it was. It could, but the way that they've been judging, I thought it was close. So, yeah. but like, it, it doesn't necessarily matter anyway because, like, we saw how the fight played out in the rounds two and three. But I was not. It wasn't looking good for Chitty in the beginning, and um, but in rounds two and three, he was able to stifle the yeah. the, the wrestling and, and institute some sure. of the striking. But anyway, John, I've known you my whole life. Yeah. Right. Right. Do not lie to me on this podcast. Right. But the face you just made told me you did not watch this fight. Yeah, this is one I didn't see. <laughs> I, knew <it. laughs> I knew it. Why did you give an answer? It sounded horrible. I could see it all over your face. Gotta gotta participate, man. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm telling you, I've known this guy. Oh my gosh. I've known this guy our whole lives almost. And I could see when you asked that question. <laughs> John the was 10-8 like, question. yeah, you know, like <laughs> dial up internet. That's what John's eyes were doing the whole time he was answering. If it was a 10-8 round. I can't see, like, I can't see him, like, unless I do one of these, so. I, uh. Oh, John, just, just don't say, just next time, be like, hey, honestly, didn't see it, uh, let you know, um, that was great. <laughs> I mean, even if I saw it, I probably would have the same answer. Yeah, I, I believed you. Look, I didn't bat, <laughs> I didn't bat an eye. So. Here's the thing. You got you got so many years of being able to read facial expressions. Oh Nobody gosh. else would have read that. I'm laughing. Like, my glasses just fogged. I was laughing. <laughs> oh. uh, dang it. Now I have to go back and watch the clip or something just oh, so I can see that, it. That'll probably end up being a clip. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Because his face, I'm telling you, I can put the dial-up internet. I know that face. That's the one I didn't get to see. Oh, look, my glasses. It was in between. Oh man, that's great. Okay, so back back to this <laughs> fight. Um, I will say I'm not completely ready uh, to get off the chitty train yet. Um, I think for me as a fan, though, and, and this is why I'm going down this one a little bit because I think you know this was a guy that we were all pretty high on. I mean, when we did our rank these five fighters these rank these five unranked fighters he was one of them that we put in there right mm -hmm. um and all those fighters were in there for a reason we thought they were you know f had a high ceiling um but i so i'm not ready to get off that chain for chitty train i just think for me as a fan i think i just kind of personally have to temper my expectations for what i thought of him if that makes sense um i kind of thought he was a guy who may end up fast track to a title. Honestly, that's how good I just personally projected him to be. Um, and we do see guys adjust and kind of change their styles as fights get bigger and tougher. But with all due respect to do I didn't think this would be the guy or the level of guy where if you're chitty, you'd kind of feel that cautious, right? Cause to me, he just seemed very like worried about this fight ending up on the ground. And I understand it cause do is a phenomenal wrestler and he's great on the ground. Um, but for me, like I said, as a fan, it just tells me that he may have had some serious holes or questions about that aspect of his game that maybe he knew weren't up to snuff. Um, and we do hear fighters say all the time, you know, before you walk out, there's nothing worse than having that doubt in your mind or questioning if you did everything and ticked all the boxes. And we also talked about last week with Usman, what Bis Bisping said about when you get knocked out in your last fight, you know, it's all you can think about in the back while you're warming up. Like I can't get knocked out again. So, you know, maybe the RoboCop fight kind of hurt his confidence a little bit maybe the pressure of being in texas in his hometown you know mm -hmm. um but i do think um after he kind of takes a step back and looks at this performance just because it's not what we've seen of him i do think he's going to come back a lot stronger i really still feel like the ceiling's high for him and just for me i'm like oh, okay well maybe you know there is some serious things that he's got to work on in his game still well, it's that or do is just that accomplished in the wrestling right we just yeah. don't know until we see him again sure. with somebody that has a similar, uh, there. uh, you know, something similar to offer in terms of the rest. And I, and I do think Durayev is very next level on the, mm -hmm. especially in that grappling department, especially being as, I mean, Chitty was just massive, dude. He almost looked like a 205er in there, right? Yeah. Against Durayev. So, but like I said, to me, just kind of, you could tell a little bit that lack of confidence I thought from Chitty, which is not what we've seen from this guy, right? I mean, he's just been like straight lumber when he's seen coming out in these fights and just wasn't, um, just wasn't your typical chitty performance. But don't want to take away from Durayev. That was very impressive as well. And I thought Durayev actually gave a great account for himself on the feet, which I know the commentary said, you know, in the lead up to the fight all week, that was something that he said he was going to prove. Sorry, 
Didn't mean to kick you there. Uh, unfortunately, boys, our featured bout curse continues as Manel Cop versus Alex Perez was canceled night of the fight due to a medical issue on Perez's side. Um, he did say last night on Twitter that as he was warming up in the back, he actually ended up having a seizure. Um, and, 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 you know, obviously, yeah, I mean, so hoping all is well with him and, and he's able to recover and, and get this figured out. He said he's going to go do some further testings, but that he's fine. Um, hate that it happened, but I will say glad that it happened in the back and not in the middle of a fight. Cause yeah, you know, man. as we've seen with, um, um, uh, Eli, uh, not Elijah, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. thank you, Isaiah, you know, <laughs> scary stuff yeah. can happen man when when medical emergencies happen in the middle of a fight so if there's one silver lining i guess in all of it it's at least it happened in the back and not in the middle of the fight if it was gonna happen that night and he just has some really bad luck with fight cancer. yeah he does man. man he does and manel caught man you gotta feel this is his third fight i think mm -hmm. in a in, in one year that's been canceled either week of or night before <clears throat> or day of the fight so really sucks i was really looking forward to that fight as well that was gonna be a big fight at 125 um Hopefully but they give him some type of compensation because you're going to have to pay for that. Yeah, whole I was, was going to say that's a lot of money you're losing there too. I Day of too. I mm -hmm. didn't hear anything. I don't, I'm don't. i sure somebody – I didn't watch Dana's post-fight. I just saw some clips. I didn't hear anything, but mm -hmm. I'm sure somebody asked. I'm, I would be very shocked if he doesn't pay. Yeah, either, either yeah. that or you have to book him like immediately in yeah, the next couple of weeks. They're, they're usually really good, the UFC, about and Dana, about paying guys um, – that money, mm -hmm. you know, when that kind of stuff happens, because it's just freak accident stuff. Boys, before we get into the 30 second challenge, Brandon, update us on our score. So you I'll say score, because we yeah, only got one you, you both picked Vera, I picked yeah. uh, San Hagen, so I got three points. So now the score is Nate, you got 26, John, 20, I have 19. Nice. So closing a little bit. Yeah, there you go. I, uh, yeah, and it sucks too, because I felt really good about my cop pick as well so mm -hmm. but like i said bigger the bigger thing is just glad perez is okay and all that as well mm -hmm. boys we are gonna move into our game um this is the mma 30 second lies challenge um and i'm gonna do my best to explain this game and i hope i can get it i hope you guys understand it as well um so how this game will work is we are each gonna take turns pulling different mma themed topics i have them right here in my hand i was gonna put them in a hat but we'll just have them draw them like straws um um, it will then be up to us to say how many of these topics that we can name in 30 seconds. Once you say how many you can name in 30 seconds, the person to your right can either say a number higher than what you said or call lies. If they say lies um, to their to the to you, I mean they have to um, you have to attempt the number that you said within mm -hmm. the 30 second time limit. If we all say a number, so it just keeps going. So like. Just an example around if the topic is uh, name how many cars Dana White has or different types of cars. That is totally not one. But right. let's just say it was uh, Brandon. It would, if Brandon drew that, he could say I could name five. Mm -hmm. And then John could either say a number above five or he could say lies. If he says lies, Brandon has to try to name five in 30 seconds. If John says seven, then it goes to me. I can say lies or John, you, you know, and then it can come to me. Right. I can say a number. Now, if it does get to me since Brandon started it, no matter what, lies or not, I have to do it. Okay. So just cool. so you guys kind of understand. Yeah, so just a little pressure. That way, because I don't want it to be something where everybody can just keep saying lies lie, and not right. attempt it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I hope that all makes sense. I think as we get going, it'll kind of people hopefully understand it. Um, if we uh, already said that. This is like a points thing? Yes. Um, so if the person can name their guest amount within the 30-second time limit, they get three points. If they fail, the other two players get one point. Nice. Mm. Okay. So let me pull up the timer. This is either going to go really great or, or really, really bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think we will start with Brandon. Mm. Yeah. Because we've seen when uh, when the time, the time pressure comes on. Mines go blank, so that's oh, a yeah. good point, <laughs> dude. That that thirty <laughs> seconds. All right, let me kind of mix these up a little I'm gonna, bit. I'm gonna do this one too. I'm gonna count them out with my hand. Alrighty, Brandon, pull our first. So uh, when I pull it, you, you just read it. it. Just yep, read it. Yep. Just and then I'll it. be the first person to no, give. He will, oh, okay. Since he he's drawing it, what is our first topic? How many different submissions can you name in thirty seconds? Six. John. Hmm. <laughs> John's thinking about. Does he get a time limit to sit to? He, huh? Yeah, I mean, we don't want to take all day. I'm gonna say lies. Okay, all right. That seems. I feel like six is really easy. <laughs> um, okay, Brandon, with 30 seconds on the clock, you have 
Six submissions. Ready? And go. Anaconda, Darsh, rear naked choke, guillotine, ankle lock, heel hook. That was it. That was an easy <laughs> point for Brandon. <laughs> like John probably should have named a little bit higher there. As a, I didn't want to go too high. I want to go high enough to sure, where it was sure, maybe I, intimidating. Yeah. As a jujitsu blue belt, John, I, I feel like you could have named more than six. Uh, that's okay. Dude, the 30-second thing is a... Uh, <laughs> Like I said, I've, I've, I've blanked out oh, plenty of times. And while here. we're on Blue Belt, can I just say, because I brought this up last night in our group chat, how did Nate Landwehr never make any of our Blue Belt games? Mm. The guy said in his post fight he wants his Purple Belt if he submits somebody else. And I'm right. like, come on, John. Dude, it's we? T- listen, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'll say, if you went through the type of people you have to go through Alrighty. and stuff that's not out there, it's, that's r- okay. it's rough. Brandon has three points on the board, John, pulling our next topic, that's and right. it reads... How many MMA coaches or gyms, past or present, can you name in 30 seconds? If you name a coach, you can't name them in the gym and vice versa. Yeah, so what I mean by that is I'll take we can take coaches or gyms, teams, whatever, but if you name the coach, like if so, if you said, like, I guess I can give you your first one. If you said Jackson Winklejohn, you can't then just say Greg Jackson or Mike. Right, you know, so you so, can't use them right. for the same thing. Right. Uh, I'll say five. John, come on. I'll say I'll say ten. Lies. In 30 seconds? Yeah. All right. I'll say lies. 10? Yep. So just, okay, so just so we're clear, it's either coaches, mm-hmm. mixed right. martial arts, or, and this is all time. Right. Ever. Okay. Ready? Who's going to, will yeah. you count for me? Yeah, I got you. I'll get the thought. Okay. Go ahead. Ready? Go. Jackson Winklejohn, uh, you have, I'm already blinking. <laughs> <laughs> Fortis MMA, uh, Sarah Longo. Um, Gaha Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and MMA. Fifteen seconds. IBG, um, uh, Alpha Male, uh, Kings MMA. Ten uh, seconds. Uh, uh, oh, this is so much harder. <laughs> this is so much harder. <laughs> oh man. Oh, dude, it's so hard. Uh, uh, uh Stream Couture, uh, Lions Time Den. 30. How many did I get? You got nine. No. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Are you? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's annoying. Are you kidding me? 10, 30 seconds? Dude, it seems so much easier. Yeah, it's It's so hard. Dang it. So we just get a point, right? Yeah, so four, one, and zero for me. All right. Oh, this is my poll. All right. I will pull this one. This one says How many MMA promotions, past or present, can you name in 30 seconds? I will say eight. I can't. I can't name that or more. So what do I just say? Lies. Yeah. All right. Lies. Okay. <laughs> back on the hot seat. Okay. I mean, okay. You said eight. Yeah. Any. This okay. is any MMA promotion, past, present. Could be regional. Could be anything. Just, yep. Go. UFC, Bellator, PFL, Pride, Coliseum Combat, uh, Cage Fury, Cage Rage, um, um, Titan MMA. Eight. You're good. Yep. Oh, yeah, you said eight. Sorry. I was waiting to ten. Easy. I'll take that. All right. So me and Brandon now, or no, uh, three. Uh, four, three, one. Yep, four, three, one. Brandon right. taking a lead so here, a one-point one. lead. All right, Brandon, next on the clock. <laughs> I still can't believe it. It's like, if anything, I wish I would have just bombed. And, like, now I'm sitting here in my head thinking about all the, like, duh, dumb, dumb. Like, why didn't you think of this, Jim? Like, uh, American Top Team, where right. was that? Like, come on. All right. It's so tough when there's a timer involved. Before UFC fight kits and uniforms, oh, fighters could wear any brand or have sponsor or or have any sponsor they wanted. How many of these brands or classic sponsors can you name in thirty seconds? This so, can be anything. It can be a clothing line, a fight brand. It could have been uh, uh, any type of corporate sponsors. Any of those classic sponsors that you saw on shorts and fight banners back in the day. I'll say seven. I'll say ten. Lies. <laughs> definitely saying lies. Okay. That is a lot. <laughs> is right, I'll is. count how many he gets. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Venom, Bad Boy, Affliction, um, Microsoft, Burger King, Monster, uh, Condom Depot, MMA Elite, um, Budweiser, and uh, Alienware. Good job. That's actually impressive. <laughs> you burped through the whole thing, but that was impressive. It's part of the coping mechanism of <laughs> yeah. trying to keep my brain moving. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Rick and Morty, but... <laughs> Budweiser. <laughs> Alienware. Uh, I did give you Microsoft. It, it was more Xbox. Where are you going with the Mighty Mouse? Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. was actually sponsored, but I will give you Microsoft. Plus, that was impressive, so yeah. I will give you that. I like the Budweiser because uh, that was... Cowboy, the, right? Cow- Cowboy, yep. 
John's up. What you? What we got next? All right. How many MMA fighters that fought in multiple weight classes, past or present, can you name? Uh, I will say seven. I will say eight. Past or present? Yeah. You can name Any, all time. Yep. So even back in like Pride, you know, stuff like that. Anytime. <sighs> Do I want you to go for it? Or do I want to go for it? Yeah, because it's either nine or you call lies and I go for it. Nine. Oh, All like, right, let's go. <laughs> I like this. Okay, so update on the scores. Three, right? Or did somebody miss one? No, three. John has four. Four, and I have four. four. Okay, yep. All right, Brandon. Somebody's keeping track, right? I'm just going to start rattling. Yeah, you, John, said, you said ten? Nine. Oh, nine. you said nine? Okay. I'll nine. Put John's, my microphone John's, John's counting, and I am doing the timer. Three, two. The uh, UFC or MMA fighters, past or present, multiple weight classes. Brandon for nine. Go. Sakuraba, John Jones, BJ Penn, Kenny Florian, Conor McGregor, uh, Volkanovski. Oh, geez. Here we go. Uh, Henry Cejudo. Um, oh, my God. Oh, he only needs two. Uh, He's going to bottle DC, it. Daniel Cormier. Um, oh, no. Oh no! Oh my! Uh, mighty but no crap. Uh, 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 who Us- no, my gosh! Uh, oh, Oliveira, Oliveira. You lost. Oh, did I already lose it? <laughs> Dang it! You literally lost. You said it right at thirty point like seven eight or something. The, the ninth one. The yeah. funniest one was Mighty Mouse did fight at thirty five. You didn't commit. You didn't commit. To oh it. my Mighty, gosh! Mighty, Mighty, uh, wasn't no. like way beginning in his career, like one of his first few fights. Or? Oh yeah, dude! You literally at like thirty one. It was like like right at thirty one. You know who the I think first I one hit. I think of is Rumble. No, welterweight all the way up to. Heavy I kept getting dude. stuck on. I was that trying was to good. go weight classes, and I kept getting stuck at seventy. GSP was when I was preparing to do this. I, I was like, okay, GSP. Yeah, and it just didn't come out. That's how I was. <sighs> with the Dang it! So, so John's five, gonna leave four, five, three. four, and four. This. Oh yeah, four, four. Yeah, we're John. You're up by one, and you're up with the pole. What do we got? All right. <laughs> it's so bad. Wait, no, it'd be. I thought it would be you. When's the last one you did? Uh, he just went. Now it's your. Oh, okay. but it, wait. Who? Oh, wait. No, it? you pulled it. Yeah. yeah. So it would be me. Sorry. Yeah, let's yeah, take that yeah, one. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. The next one. How many U.S. MMA fighters, past or present, can you name in thirty seconds? Ten. Lies. Okay. Uh. <laughs> can you run the timer? Yeah. Alrighty. Ready. Three, two, one, go. John Jones, B.J. Penn, Matt Hughes, Aljamain Sterling. Um. Uh, T.J. Dillashaw, uh, uh, Joseph Benavidez, Uriah Faber. Uh, 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 <laughs> God, this is so annoying. Don Fry. <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, how many am I at? You got two more. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone and uh, Ryan Spann. 25 seconds. Oh, dude, I'm like, I'm literally sweating over here. <laughs> well, you know what happens is you say one thing and it opens a new door for you of possibilities dude, of like answers you no, can think like, of. Like you guys, I yeah, Your glasses are foggy I'm like there. genuinely like, <laughs> that literally made me sweat. Yeah, this one isn't good for a bad heart. I'll oh tell you that. Oh my gosh, much. dude. I'm so glad we only have two of these left. <laughs> okay, so that's three points. So I take the lead with seven. Joining up five. Mm-hmm. Five, seven, Brandon four, and Brandon is up. I got to go big here, Brandon. This could be your last chance to solidify it. What is it? I just already know this. How many UFC champions, past or current, can you name in 30 seconds? I'm going to go with nine. I'll say 10. I'll say 12. And I'm going for it. I'm going for the win right here. (laughs) I'm taking my glasses off because, like, when they start (laughs) fogging, like, I can't see and it throws me off. All right. We're going 12. All right. Okay. You ready? Set, go. Amanda Nunes, Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, Valentina Shevchenko, Rose Nami Yunus, uh, 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 Aljamain Sterling, Henry Cejudo, TJ Dillashaw, Islam Makhachev, Habib Nurmagomedov, George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva. That's it. Oh. That was quick. That was quicker Ooh. than the last one. I just had to close my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I was about yeah. to say, I've seen your eyes just moving and doing a whole bunch of this. Just, just putting together like pie graphs of uh, who's done this. Ten and seconds how done to spare it. on that one. Uh, all right. I'm up with nine. Next uh, time we play this, you got to keep your glasses on and eyes open, though. That was a cheat code. I felt it. <laughs> that was the new meta. Yeah. 
All right, John, you have the last one. Okay. Um. So we are at. Wait, I have. I think mathematically, we can't even win. I think John can because I'm at nine points. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have five. So even if he gets yeah. it, he's got three eight. is the most I can get. Uh, all right. I say I, I might just be generous and like let him go for all it. All right. How many UK MMA fight, fighters, past or present, can you name in thirty seconds? Meaning England, Scotland, Wales. Um, Second place is on the line. Yeah. Uh, I will say six. Lies. <laughs> There's I, no way. I know I can't. This There's one, no. I would struggle. All right, you counting, Brandon? Yeah, I'll keep All trying. All right, here we go, John. Three, two, one, go. Michael Bisping, Leon Edwards, Michael Page, Ross Pearson, Conor McGregor. Nope, Ireland. Oh, okay. Northern Ireland would count. Right. Jack Shore and Jack Melodalena. No, he's from nope. he's from Australia. Jack does Jack Shore counts. He's from yeah, Wales. Yeah, he's from Wales. And um, five, uh, four. Paul Daly. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Suck it. It's so bad when you get to the last one because you're like, that's where you blank. Right. All righty, that's it. That was our last one. That was good. That was good. Yeah, that was fun. That was like I've never we've never done a game where I'm I still actually got some like, adrenaline, man. That's, yeah, that's so sweating tough. at the end of it. <laughs> Let's get into the news. Going on the news. Uh, Going on the news. Uh-uh. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, after last weekend's win for Leon Edwards over Kamara Usman, Dana White made it a point to announce Colby Covington as the next in line for the welterweight title. Since then, both Colby and Leon have made comments. Colby in an interview making a lot of statements, including telling Leon to never cross the boss, saying that he'll get stripped if he doesn't fight him because he's not the major draw. He's not Conor McGregor. Uh, he downplayed Bilal Muhammad as a prelim fighter and even threatened John Anik uh, for supporting that was Bilal. Crazy. Um, which I don't know how you don't address that. He like threatened his life, but yeah, whatever. Uh, while Leon said uh, he would not sign a contract for to fight Colby Covington, saying it doesn't make sense. He hasn't fought in over a year, saying that he is the champion now, so he should get to call his own shot and saying that it's a case of Dana White privilege. Uh, Hamza and Bilal both came forward saying that they've uh, accepted fights for Colby, but Colby declined to fight them. So how does this play out for Leon and the division as a whole? Yeah, well, and then you had Dana White <clears throat> doubling down uh, mm-hmm. in his post-fight presser last night, saying that Colby's next. Said then you try to justify Colby got skipped over, and he and then he like he kind of mumbled through. He was like, you know, he got in. He's dealing with you know his stuff, and like like he didn't really have a good <laughs> excuse for how like how does how does Colby even um, get like past in that whole thing you know what i mean um and then he tried to and then he like instantly went into like well leon didn't fight for two years which you know we talked about a lot of that was covid he had how many fights canceled couldn't get to the u.s i think there might have been an injury in there as well um but yeah the biggest criticism that we got this week on social media uh was us using or or saying that blau in last week's episode in Mm -hmm. our clip that we put out across all social media (laughs) platforms by the way appreciate the interaction though right 100 Uh, keep them coming yeah it was people saying that uh blau doesn't deserve the shot over colby and um what everybody said was that blau doesn't sell and that colby will sell more um but my argument to that is where are the numbers to show that it's like i was telling you guys blau has never made even at a pay-per-view therefore there are no numbers to show mm-hmm. any of that that he doesn't sell or that colby sells more or whatever and if it's all about who sells more um then why don't we wait to see who wins next week's masvidal burns fight because there is no bigger pay-per-view star in the middleweight division right now than jorge masvidal yeah yeah or what i said, said middle yeah sorry yeah. welterweight um and the numbers there actually prove it colby's best pay-per-view was the Usman rematch we did which did seven hundred thousand pay-per-view buys and the first Usman masvidal fight did 1.3 million right almost double you know what I mean? I think the uh, the first uh, or the second Masvidal Usman did right around the seven hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Just for a reference, there, um, I would also say to people who are underestimating, you know, Bilal's selling power is don't underestimate the Muslim people and how much they back their fighter as well. We've heard stories about that locally in the Chicago Uh, area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when Bilal fought up in, like, northern Indiana, we've Mm -hmm. heard people that were in Maryville and said, like, his people just came out, Filled up the whole venue. Yeah, it was crazy. I think Uncle Mark was telling Mm -hmm. us that story. Um, And I also think... 
the selling thing is silly because no one says that it has to be a main event of a pay-per-view anyways. If you did Leon versus Bilal in October on Fight Island in the Middle East with Islam as the main event, who is already rumored to be on that card anyways, you don't think that pay-per-view wouldn't sell? I mean, right. come on. Who cares if it's Colby or not? Um, so I think the whole sell who sells more argument is a little bit silly. I know it does play into some things, and, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people were like, well, what about Connor? Dude, I get it, but look, Connor is... Literally the six highest grossing pay-per-views of million all time. Dollars. A walking million sales. Yeah, the, the highest six pay-per-view selling of all time all have Conor McGregor's name on them, right. on the marquee. It is, I mean, I'm not saying it's justified. It just is what it is. But I think as fans, we should always root for the guys who are staying active, fighting the best guys, and are on nine-fight win streaks over guys who are, you know, sitting out for a year trying mm -hmm. to wait for a title shot. And if you look at Bilal's last three wins, right, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Vincente Luque, and Sean Brady, who was undefeated, by the way, if you don't think a run like that warrants a title shot, like, I got nothing for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Like, what more do you have to do? I would love to see Colby go on a three-fight run like that. I mean, we were talking about, I think, last week is, other than, like, RDA, I don't think any in Masvidal. Woodley's gone. Maya's gone. Yeah, nobody that he's even beat in this division is still around. So, and Bilal just beat three guys in a row that are not just around, but still very relevant right. in this division. And that's why I said I'd love to see Colby fight those three. He's extremely talented. He could probably beat all three. I'm not saying that by any means, but go in there and do it. Well, there's not that's any. All, that's all it is, man. There's not any <clears throat> proof toward if he, because, like, this is my problem with it. So Dana also said that, well, Leon set out and he got the shot, but Leon still had to fight Nate right. Diaz after the layoff. Absolutely. Colby hasn't fought anybody <clears throat> since the layoff. Masvidal. No, but how long has he been out since the Masvidal fight? The year. Just over yeah. a year. But that's what I'm saying is yeah. after the layoff, sure. Leon fought Nate Diaz and I then he got saying. to the title sure, fight. Sure, sure, I got you. Then he also said that, well, you know, if, Col or if Usman isn't here, Colby's the champion. That's hard to say when this guy just beat the guy he couldn't beat twice. Sure. And Colby hasn't fought any of the guys who are in the five or top five or ten. Right. Well, uh, like, even though Leon had his layoff, he still was on like an eight or nine fight or whatever his win streak right. was at the time. And so. on that layoff, real quick, I'm gonna get on that layoff, accepted a Hamzat fight three times. Right. Yeah. Three times. And we know for we know now that Colby's denied a fight against Bilal. There's receipts for that. Hamza said he he signed to fight him like four times. Yeah, nothing happened. So I don't understand how you you know give a guy the the title shot who's done all the things you said are not going to get you title yeah. shots. Right, and that sure. makes it so tough as a fan because you know do I think that Bilal would beat Leon? I don't know. I don't know for sure. I felt like the fight that they had before Leon was doing really well, and then the eye poke <clears> happened. Yeah, but. I, do I think that Colby deserves it? Absolutely not. Yeah. And I think that you're setting a, a very bad precedence in the locker room of saying, hey, no matter what, you know, Leon's the guy now, so he has to fight whoever. And it's like, but you don't make other people do that. Sure. It's just fitting your narrative for this guy. And he's like, well, I'm not a big Colby guy or whatever, but that's a lie as well because well, clearly. you just gave this guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, he made weight and, he, and a million other reasons, but he only named three things of why he well, deserves you, it. you said it last week perfectly is, does that mean Sergey Pavlovich gets John Jones next? Because he showed, I mean, guys show up and make weight all the time. Right. I mean, it, it, it's, it, just, it's just, it just, nothing is consistent, and, and it's a problem we've been having all year around the sport in general. Sure. I don't have anything to add. I mean, you guys no. kind of covered. It, most I've, been, of that. I've been steaming about it since last night. <laughs> no, me night, too, man. dude. It, it's just—it's really frustrating. I mean, like I said, even if it's not Bilal, the next guy, wait one more week. Let's see who wins between Burns and Masvidal. Because same thing, I could argue then if Burns wins, his track record of as of late would warrant a title shot, I believe. And if Masvidal wins, well, guess what? He sells more than Colby. So then right. I guess if it's all about selling. <laughs> and know? with Masvidal and with um, Bilal, there's some sort of history there with Leon. Whereas Absolutely. Right. Anything. Yeah. I mean, just the Masvidal storyline. He's a great seller for the UFC. Like I said, right now, there is no higher seller in terms of pay-per-view in that division than Jorge Masvidal. Like it or not, whether he's the best guy or not, same thing with Connor. It's like, unfortunately, there are some of these guys, whether we like it or not, that yeah, it's a cash grab, right? Yeah. I mean, Cejudo's probably that for Aljo. I mean, it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm with you. It's just a little frustrating, especially when that division right now, more than ever, is just on fire. And, yeah. like, you know, hasn't been this hot since, you know, GSP's probably left. And it's like, we've got, like, a couple people sitting here that... I would be happier if he just said, I just want Colby to fight him. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, then, then I'm not gonna have to tear down everything he's saying because yeah. nothing that he's saying lines up with well, who else deserves it? Right. Well, we can name that list too because Shavkat's done way more in this division yeah. than Colby has and has has beat you know 
arguably better people. Do you think, I mean, the only thing I can logistically think at this point as to why he wants Colby to fight him so bad is, is he just wants Colby to be the champion. Like, he just wants... It. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean yeah. that's not his guy, but... Because why else do you think he deserves it? Right. For beating Jorge Masvidal? Well, if Gilbert Burns does that next week, guess what? He's also beat a gang of other people. You know what right. I mean? He's been active, so I just, and he I beat a, and, and he beat a Masvidal who's right now has lost three in a row. Yeah. That's not even an impressive win at this point. Right. Yeah. What do we got next? Okay. Um, you already mentioned Holly signing the contract. Yeah. Um, also in contract news, uh, Paulo Costa gives an update on yep. his contract situation, <laughs> saying that he hasn't signed yet, but he's reached a deal with the UFC regarding pay. He said the UFC wants to make sure the fight with Hamza happens at all costs, but he wants to make a fight with both Hamza and Strickland happen, saying that he could possibly take Strickland in July or Hamza in October. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is coming after pulling out of the fight for with uh, Robert Whitt. Mm-hmm. But um, keeping him is a big part of that middleweight division. Sure. Um, last night, Donald Cerrone was announced to be added to the UFC Hall of Fame. He's now added to a list that includes Jose Aldo, Jens Pulver, and Anderson Silva. What a class. That is a Hall Man. of Fame class right there. Well, it's sad because that's like our... Our yeah. whole, you know, genesis into MMA, sure. like the, all the guys are gone. Yeah. Cowboy had third most UFC fights, second most wins, second most finishes, and tied for most bonuses. Just a legend, I mean, dude. No, yeah. and like, <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever said it, but the one time I went to UFC International Fight Week, met him, and like, what you see, that is literally who he is. I mean, mm-hmm. just couldn't have been, like, was hands down probably the, my favorite person that I've ever met. I mean, mm-hmm. or like, or through the U, you know, that that was a UFC fighter. Just so nice, man. Just literally that dude. So yeah, I think Dana White said he was trying to f- get his grandma to get flown out there for it, but I don't think it, <laughs> it, it worked out. Yeah, just just so deserving, man. Yeah, I mean, this this. How many times uh, did he fight on like short notice and stuff too? <laughs> and I mean, just you know, one year, what do you what do you fight like, like four or five? Seven. Or no, it was like yeah, yeah seven times like in six a or year. Seven, yeah. There was a couple times where it was like two weeks in between. Like, yeah, just a monster, man. Yeah. Um, moving on to some fight announcements, we have Amon Saruki and Hanato Moicano. Uh, that's going to be headlining UFC Vegas 72 in April. Yep. Jack Hermanson and Brendan Allen headlining UFC Fight Night in June. And this one isn't quite as big, but I think it has a lot of potential, and that's Daniel Rodriguez and Ian Gary mm. being added to a May it's 13th a event. It's a big jump for Ian Gary, and it gives D-Rod a chance to prove that he's still yeah. um, uh, up-and-comer. And then last night, or well, for you guys, will be last Saturday, uh, David Benavidez defeating Caleb Plant. Um, really good fight. It was back and forth for the, about the first four rounds, and then Benavidez just took off. Didn't Caleb Plant win the first fight? Didn't he knock him out? No, they haven't fought before. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, uh, uh, Benavidez is undefeated. Um, but Caleb Plant, he asked for a bigger ring. He did a lot of clenching whenever you know Benavidez would start getting off on him because he knew he was the stronger fighter. But now this sets up a potential huge fight for Benavidez and Canelo to possibly happen in Mexico. Yeah. Um, just really big things. But Benavidez putting on a really big show and, and getting kind of like the um, the pass from beating Caleb Plant, who's sure. recently fought Canelo. Sure. So. John, what is our song of the week? I think in in light of his performance, uh, entering the title conversation, we have Enter Sandman. Corey Sandhagen by Metallica. I love it. I love that. Uh, Go ahead and tell us your one for the people as well. Oh, man. Uh, Kokomo, man. Yeah. Uh, Lost in state to Ben Davis. They got it really close, got it within three, ended up losing. But um, for a team that, you know, kind of came out of nowhere and – it's just really nice to see the city got behind them, went out there. It was really, really – I mean, they sold out Gainsbridge. Yeah, like, it's pretty crazy. Probably lost because we weren't there, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. So, I, yeah, and I know we, like, talked about going, but, like, first off, I didn't know, like, how they – how they do high school game tickets is horrible. They sell it by the session, so you're buying for two games, which means you really got four schools trying to buy, what was it, 17,000 mm-hmm. tickets or something like that. Then they did it through like a link and stuff. I just wasn't privy to it. And by the yeah. time I got to the link, everything was up in nosebleed. And I'm like, look, love Kokomo, love my alma mater, love everything about this situation. I'm not driving down to Indianapolis to sit up in the top row to watch a high school basketball what? game when what? I can sit at home and watch it from the comforts of my couch. Hey, man. Yeah. It's the one game they needed you. It is big. Dude, you don't even get going on that. Mm. We uh, could have... I'm let, just let saying, ask you this. I, I, it, heard, I heard you guys right. talking about how important it was. In it the it one was, game. but like, dude, literally, I'm not going to go sit up top just to watch that. Mm. But let me ask you this. If Kokomo High School had the next Spencer Lee, Gable Stevenson, would you not go watch that kid wrestle? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, so what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Insert name X, 
gets full ride scholarship to I like what if the kid had like Iowa Iowa Minnesota Penn State all these big schools coming to watch him wrestle you wouldn't want to go see what the hype was about yeah hundred okay, percent well, well it was crazy so, too at the state game there was like a whole row of like all D one coaches there to see Flory mm-hmm. it was a uh, really yeah. cool for him and I mean he had a he had a good showing for himself for once again a guy who's only been playing basketball for a couple of years no, so I I agree Brandon what is your one for the people uh, I don't really have anything good so I guess I'll just say this John I know you've been on chess.com yeah when are you gonna what? send me a challenge link uh once i uh can beat the computer a little bit more convincingly <laughs> this is news to me this yeah. this should have been in the news yeah so further explain I, this no i just randomly because i've had the I, I'll, I'll get bored at work and i'll download game apps that are free and like okay. offline and i like went through the tutorial and like let's see what chess is about i've never really jumped into it I mean, I I've been, I've so been did you waiting. know he was downloading yeah he well yeah, no okay, no okay. he just showed me that he's been on it like yeah. so, oh okay it, i didn't know if like you were scrolling he, like people to challenge no, he's <laughs> he screenshotted me like one of his games and he was like ah oh, this is kind of a position i get stuck in or something like that yeah. and uh so i've been playing an unreasonable amount of chess yeah. waiting for you well i only play like once a week like if i get bored at work and there's nothing else going on i, I love that this conversation just happened because now as we get to my one for the people I'm gonna. We're gonna do a little circle because I'm gonna go at Brandon. Okay. Cool. I really think you're scared to see me on the pickleball course, son. Whoa. We're about three weeks removed from me telling you, let's play next time you go, and I've heard nothing. You think it's been I'm crickets on your? You end. think I'm scared of the guy with ankles that? I swear can't. to you, you will get on this podcast the next week and be like, dude, Nate's an athlete. I had no mm-hmm. idea. I don't disregard that you're an athlete. I, I think you're gonna be like, wow. Okay, where can we, let's just do it right now? Where where can we go play? Bonaire Park, let's go. Right yeah, now. yeah, we can go play okay. Bonaire Park. Do you have paddles? Because I don't have I don't. any of the stuff. <laughs> I don't. Damien, I think, does, though. Damien has paddles? Yeah, I believe, and a ball? So. I believe so. If okay. not, if not, we have sporting stores here. Yeah, we I'll can, pay for it. Yeah, I will can. pay for it. And I think, too, I wouldn't mind a game of doubles because I'm sick of Chase the Asian. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind. You, what, you two versus me and Chase? N- yes. Oh, okay. I'll take that. Yeah. I will, I'll still I want, take you one on one, Yeah, too. I want one on one with you, okay. but then I say doubles. Uh, Team prank him, John versus team prank by John. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to see because I'm so sick of it. Uh, that's all we got. Come back next week, boys. It's here, John. Are you ready to yes, sweat it sir. out? Izzy versus Alex Pereira, the rematch for the middleweight title. We're going to get you guys set up for it with our picks and predictions. So come back. I can't wait. Until then, peace. Can't sweat more than this 30 second live game. I'm so. so sweaty. <laughs> I'm still, my shirt is soaked.